Welcome to a great episode of Sports Matters. I am your host, Kevin Drake. Sitting across from me, your other host, Mr. Matt Burke. Fast break football last night. Oh, I know. That was crazy. Wow, what a game. I'm I'm still buzzing. I didn't even sleep much because I just thought about that game all night. I thought I was on a roller coaster ride just on the edge of my seat. Excitement. Back and forth, back and forth. It was like Ali versus Frazier. Punch, 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 punch. Slugging punch. each other out until finally somebody was knocked out. And that that was the Chiefs. That was the Chiefs. But I'll tell you what, I am so impressed with that team. And that team is just, with all the speed and, and the quarterback play by Patrick Mahomes, I mean, they're just a really, really tough team to beat. It is. It's very true. You saw it that it's an entirely offensive team, and it was going to be an entirely offensive game, which we kind of established. And going into it, I was, I was like, they could score 100 points between the two teams. And I was like, man, maybe not. Maybe not. And then I literally thought about it the day of, and I had the little fancy pick em pool for the office, and I put in 100 points for the tiebreaker, but unfortunately it didn't matter because I was not going to win either way. But I would have won the tiebreaker. I put it there. I put 100 points in the tiebreaker. So it was good. It was a good football game. And it was a high-scoring one, and you saw exactly what the game was supposed to be. It was the highest to, scoring ever. It was all time. That. It was supposed yeah. to be the highest-scoring game of all time between the two best offenses in the league by far. Yes. But that's what we expected. And there's some people are like, oh, that that's a, too high of a score. I don't know if I like that for football. But you got to understand, these are two 9-1 teams going into the game. They're the top two offenses in the NFL. you got Coach Sean McVay. We all we know about the Rams. We I mean, we about saw about what, what was going on in camp. I'm not surprised that the Rams put up all these points. I'm not surprised at Jared Goff's success. They're set up by a great offensive mind of Coach Sean McVay. And, of course, then you got Andy Reid on Very the other side of the ball. And he's got all his weapons he's got that perfect team built on offense he's got the speed you got your tight end you got deep in receivers but you got this Patrick Mahomes kid he's just so amazing to watch and I know at times he, he was kind of forcing it a bit but when you got Aaron Donald the superhero coming off the edge let alone sacking you but he's just got that strong arm and just knocks that ball away I mean he did that twice he was like a wrecking ball out there that's why he was the defensive player of the year last year that's why they gave him all this money and we saw why he has been the best defensive player in the NFL, period. He's led the league in sacks. He's led the league in quarterback hits before this week. I'm pretty sure he's he had two sacks and a strip fumble. He's got to still be in the league. And when you look at it from top to bottom, the Rams are starting to get more healthy. I mean, Aqib Tlaib coming back. Marcus Peters got a little shaked up during the game, but continue playing. Same with Cooks. And you lose Cooper Cup for the season, and then you have this kid, Josh Reynolds, who comes in and catches a touchdown. One of the many touchdowns of the game but still you have guys that will come in and be the replacement and you have a guy like Everett who was very slept on I mean he was very slept on and he had the game winning touchdown so exactly well no he was a, he was a high pick he was a high pick but he stepped he stayed with it I mean he worked really hard in practice I saw him working hard in camp you knew he was going to have some great moments well, during the season and then one of them was last night between the Rams we have always talked about this wide receiving core throughout the shows that we've had we've always talked about those big three out at least it's me but we haven't taught we've been sleeping on everett because we haven't really seen when he kind of comes out and has this big breakout kind of a game and we remember the name of everett and he had it last night and so we're we're gonna look at this offense as a complete picture now we got todd Gurley, all pro running back 
We got amazing receiver in Brandon Cooks, amazing receiver in Woods. And then we got up-and-coming receiver in Josh Reynolds, who is really good at Texas A&M. And then you have Everett, and then you have this offensive line that's getting Higby, paid. you got Everett. Higby, Everett. You, like, you look at the offensive line, too, Haverstein. Like, I can name you the offensive line. Like, they, how many teams can you name the offensive line for? Well, we know the offensive line for uh, the L.A. Rams. Of course we do. Yes. Saffold, Havenstein, Havenstein, Havenstein's a beast. beast. And then you you got on the outside. My my, my man, Andrew Whitworth. Tackle. Yes. They got a good team. Like, this is a a team, an offensive team that was destined to do great things. And now you're looking on the defensive side of the ball. It has been a one-man wrecking crew essentially the entire season because you have to basically be like, all right, we have to put a double on one of these two guys. We have to double. We have to put the center on Sue or we have to put the center on Donald and they've been picking Sue more of the time because Sue is a bigger and stronger athlete whereas Aaron Donald is speed and power it's like Aaron Donald has both if you start taking away Donald Sue's gonna get in the backfield and then you have Fowler now you have Fowler in there Fowler's fast Brockers that's four first round picks on the defensive line and now that we've seen this happen we've seen the Chiefs lose this sets up for the second best game of the year in the Chargers playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, for the second time. And is that going to be in Los Angeles? I'm not sure, but I'm telling you, that is going to be the second best game of the year. I don't think it'll be as high scoring. But for those, I think you kind of touched on something that needs to be touched on. is For those who said, oh, there was no defense in this game, that's where the NFL is headed. These kind of games are going to be headed. Like this Monday night record may not stand. We might see a team score 60 points. It's possible, but I think it's just a its a perfect storm. It's just you have two extraordinary offenses going against each other. I mean, you saw it with New Orleans and the Los Angeles Rams a couple of weeks ago, 45-35 to 35 game. With these offensive minds like the coach Sean Payton, Andy Reid, Sean McVay's, they're going to put up a lot of points, and they have the talent to do so. They they got the quarterback. They got the, the weapons like you were just going over of the Los Angeles Rams, as a matter of fact. I said last night I even made a little five friendly $5 bet. Not a gambler. Whoa. A friendly five. We don't endorse this. (laughs) That the Rams would win, but the sole purpose of, I just thought Aaron Donald would be the X factor. And he was a cause of two forced fumbles, and one of them was for a score. Yeah. They actually got another score on offense. Yeah. 21 points was on turnovers. It's because he's the best defensive player in the league. This is what he does. So you defense know? was played. It's just a problem is you got two prolific offenses just going at it. And, you know, 73-yard touchdown here. You got the speed. You got this. You got that. It just That's what was going to happen. It was going to be a high-scoring game regardless. It, it was going to, but in the sense that defenses played last night is kind of a loose kind of interpretation. Well, the, of you know, going, the defenses you know. forced turnovers. They did force turnovers because that's what's going to happen. With you know, the Rams had five. Offenses. They forced five turnovers last night. Their defense... Five turnovers, three interceptions by Mahomes. I know two of them was late what, and garbage. Two of them were garbage, so let's take out those. First off, Mahomes had an amazing game. Let's give credit where credit is Oh, absolutely. Due. Six like, touchdowns. That is— Almost a, 500 yards passing. That is a highly prolific offense. And that's where the NFL is heading is these highly prolific offenses are becoming a thing. You're going to draft a quarterback to be a gunslinger, and you're going to get the most offensive-minded coach. That's where these things are headed. But what I'm trying to say is the defenses last night, even though we can look at how many turnovers there were, they gave up 
105 points. That is the third largest amount of points given up in an NFL game and the largest amount on Monday night. That's true. The largest was back in 1966 when Washington beat the New York Giants 72-41. But in 2004, in a shootout in Paul Brown Stadium, the Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Cleveland Browns 58-48. I just, I, yeah. I'm so beside myself. After watching the Kansas City Chiefs play the Patriots, how are you going to say that these two offenses were not going to put up over 100 points? Because when you we saw that game was like a forty, they're just so explosive. Game. That was like yeah. an eighty point yeah. game. Like it was eighty three point game. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy so to, to me. To, so the two Chiefs lost. In order to beat this team, you get in a, in a fight with them and play their style of game. You're going to have to score at least fifty points, and, and you, that's not even guaranteed. And you want to know something? I think this AFC West team that can compete with the Chiefs and we're sleeping on them hard are the are the Chargers cuz you look at their offense. Yes, Kansas City prolific offense, but if you're going to have a shootout, I think the second best shootout team having Philip Rivers, Mr. Shootout by the way, and having Keenan Allen and all these receivers, Mike Williams, Antonio Gates back. I mean Antonio Gates could still catch a touchdown. He can still do it. He's a big oh, basketball yeah. Yeah, guy. Yeah, he had one on Sunday. And arguably, and running back that is in the top five running backs right now is Melvin Gordon. You can make the argument. Oh, no, definitely. It's their division. It, it, it's definitely be a. It's going to be probably well, be another shootout. Well, it, it, it's Kansas City's <laughs> to lose. I'm just saying that the sleeper team is out there. And if you're the Chargers, you look at this as if you can beat them, you are sitting good in the playoffs rather than if you the loser of this two teams has to go a tough route to the Super Bowl, a tough route, because then you don't get the the cushy week off of the divisional. You have to play a wild card game. That's true, because chances are one of these two teams are going to have the best record. I don't. I think the Patriots losing to the Tennessee Titans put them in second. And so. I think the Patriots have what two losses this season? They're seven and three. They're seven and three. They have three losses. So the winner of this game will end up with three losses, and the winner will end up with two. The thing is, if the Chiefs, let's say the Chiefs still end up winning their division, but they have the same amount of losses as the Patriots, the Patriots will get the number one seed. Yeah, but that's a big uh, if. Yeah, it's it's about the losses right now. I mean, if you look at it on paper, if they if they everyone does their job and they get to this point where it's the second biggest NFL game this season, like I've been saying, then you can look at this as the home field advantage game because, in my opinion, these are the two teams in the NF AFC. I'm sorry, that have been the most prolific, best scoring teams in the AFC. Besides the Patriots, you put those three teams and the Steelers, you you make a, a big Steeler and Patriots sandwich. Who's in between there? It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chargers. Steelers are sitting at 7-2-1. and one. That The tie. The tie. <laughs> does, that, does that factor into things? I really wish there was, there was no ties in football. I let them. There's no like, crying in baseball. There should be no ties in football. You know what? I think that they should institute a rule change. If it's tied at the end of overtime, you have a field goal kickoff. You just well, start how kicking. about just a college like the college overtime, but make it a little bit more professional. 
little yeah. bit more difficult. Yeah, but degree I mean, of deco- like, if you're if you're thinking about player safety, you wouldn't do the college football. Or start it from the twenty yard line. You get no first downs. You have four tries to get it in the end zone. Right, but it's still more plays to the football game. But at least with a field goal kicker showdown, you kick field goals until you miss. You just get the best kicker. Then kickers would be picked first. They'd be picked in the first round. So check this out. The Chargers will play at Kansas City on Thursday night football. Oh, my gosh. December 13th. The biggest Thursday night football game in the history of Thursday night football is right there. Are you kidding me? Well, this Thursday night football, Thanksgiving night, is going to be New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons. When I say Thursday night football, I don't mean Thanksgiving. That's Thanksgiving night football. That's a little different. They've been having some good games. As you should. As As you should should. on Thanksgiving. Everyone's just going to be eating turkey. You know, getting nice and hopped up on some tryptophan, getting all sleepy, watching the Falcons play New Orleans. You won't have to think of anything because— Oh, it'll uh, wake you up because that's another prolific offense. That's going to be touchdown central. And you think about it, begs the question. I, I love what Patrick Mahomes is doing. I mean, it's amazing. Th- and that was, yeah, 37 touchdowns now, does Something have like 10 that. picks. And that's to be expected, you know, for being a young guy, you know, taking chances and as as— as much as they sling the rock around, but he's just a special talent that doesn't come along that often. But if you talk about MVP discussions, how can you not talk about Drew Brees? I mean, he's he's nearing at 3,000 yards right now through 10 games. He has 25 touchdown passes, but the, the main key is he has one interception. I, yeah, he's the I all-time passing leader. He just passed that this year. And if he keeps going this current pace, if he just finishes with 40 touchdowns and takes care of the ball, doesn't turn it over with one interception, he's on pace to get 5,000 yards for the sixth time. If he does that for the sixth time, that means it's only been done 10 times. But I think there's going to be a few quarterbacks this year that's going to hit it. I think Mahomes may hit it, 5,000 yards. Jared Goff may hit it. We might see a, a record this year that the most quarterbacks that have a 5,000-yard season. Well, it's mean, only been done nine times prior to this, and Drew Brees has five of those. This, uh, like We're going to look at this and be like, wow, but in the future, all quarterbacks are going to have this. It's going to become the new norm. It's like 300 yards now, it's like, yeah, that used to be a great game. You throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, that was a great game. Now it's like... They're like, wow. <laughs> it's like, what? you didn't give me enough fantasy points. I only got 21 from that, like three touchdowns. It's it's kind of crazy, you know. And like even last night, between the two quarterbacks, we saw some excellent quarterback play. Oh, we did. Jerichoff just looked so confident. I just love the relationship that he has with Coach McVay. They're just so close, and they're so successful with a lot of things they dial up. And I love how Sean McVay is so aggressive because that's how you win. You don't win by just sitting back and being conservative like Marvin Lewis. You got to go out there and be aggressive. There was one play in the third quarter where he brings out him. They're fourth and one, and everyone in the building is like, hand the ball off to Tiger. They let him get one yard. Sean McFay goes, nope. I'm going to throw a tight end out and get a first down. It's like that kind of stuff is why Sean McVay is a genius because he knows what the defense is thinking. Everyone in the building is thinking Todd Gurley. The element of surprise. The element of surprise. And that also allows you to do your regular plays with the element of surprise in the back of your head. 
brings in the doubt. That's why he's such a good coach is he brings in the doubt and the defense and they look at something they're like, oh, it's a play-action fake. Oh, no, it's Todd Gurley. Like that second guess causes people to slow down, which causes Todd (laughs) Gurley to speed up, and then the offense is gone. And you think about it, Todd Gurley, he's, you know, he may not have as many yards like he normally gets every game, and I don't even think he even scored. But I tell you what, the fact that he's out there, you have to respect that because if he didn't, Sean McVay would have exploited that. If you're not going to guard the run with Todd Gurley back there, he's going to he's going to eat you up. Absolutely. And he had some good big plays to the extend drives. I mean, Brandon Cooks had some really nice catches to extend drives, as did Robert Woods had that nice scoop catch. I mean, there were so many great plays last night. From the sack fumbles to the pick six. And this linebacker, who is this guy? He scored two defensive touchdowns, never scored touchdowns before. I mean, one that he picked up on the fumble recovery, but that pick six, that was just jumped a route. That really jumped a route. I think he got his left arm up and he tipped the ball up, picked it, went right back 20 yards. That's what kind of game it was. It was like really fast. Like you go up 13 nothing Rams, and then right away the – then the Chiefs right away, bam, 14 points. They got the lead in a matter of seconds, it seems like. It was just a great game. I mean, all the way around, you're on the edge of your seat. You're, you're just watching, like I said, a heavyweight fight, a slugfest. Ah, I'm still buzzing about this game. That I was mean, a great game, yeah. I, I wish there was a fifth quarter. I could have watched another quarter of that. Yeah, I'm I sure everybody else would have watched everyone could have. I, I think you're preaching to the choir. But think about it. Is Probably... You, I'd like to hear your answer to this question. Is this by far the best Monday night football game you've ever watched? I mean, I rarely watch the Monday night games. I'm going to be well lately. Lately, now, yes. I mean, they haven't lately been all now. that great. Yeah, they they haven't been. There's a couple times where I'm like, all right, that's a good game. But all that. time, all time, it's the all time highest scoring Monday night game. I understand that, that's but I mean, easy. for you, but is is it the the, the best Monday Night Football game that you've ever seen. Look, I think it is, but I, I again, like, the Monday Night games are kind of like, a, is it the best football game I, I've seen? Oh, Monday Night Football, yes. I, I'll go out and say that that was one of the best games I've ever seen. Okay. Regardless of any football. Because, you, you, first of all, it's an NFL game where both the teams score 50 points. I, wh- wh- when was the years that you said... That what what year was that when nineteen sixty six? But that wasn't all Monday Night Football though. Which one was the, What year was the other one? Uh, two thousand four. Okay, I was when in two thousand four. I could probably, I probably don't even remember that game. But that wasn't a Monday Night Football game. That's right. just a hundred six points scored. That was just the top two teams that scored the most points. So it was a hundred and six points between those two teams, and this Monday Night was a hundred and five. Right. So that is arguably the best game that I've ever seen. And it is the best game I've ever the seen. Thing, the only two games that come to mind for me was one when Peyton Manning went down to Tampa Bay. This is back when Tampa Bay had that that dominating defense that hardly gave up maybe 10 to 12 points a game, and they dropped 38 points on them and beat them 38-35 in Tampa Bay. And then the only other time that – we had a situation like this where you had two one-loss teams meet on Monday night. This is back in 1990. This is New York Giants were at San Francisco 49ers. Joe Montana was on a quest for his 3 peats 
They're both 10 and 1 teams. Lawrence Taylor goes into uh, San Francisco, and it was a great game. It was very exciting. But you know what the final score was? Boy. 7 to 3. Wow. That's the old school NFL right there. But it was a lot of excitement going on. You know, watching LT was the dominant, you know, like Aaron Donald today just just destroying, being, being a game wrecker. Yeah. Basically, that's what he was doing. He was wrecking the game like that's, a wrecking ball. That's what he does, though. You know, that's and Dominican Sue just doing his. I mean, you should do. see the damage that he was doing. He was really stuffing the run. That's why they have him. Fowler was getting there. I mean, they were just playing so well. I I really respect the, the Rams' defensive line. They do a great job. This and once, like you say, once Akeem Talib gets back in the fold, now they got a week off. So in two weeks. They, hopefully, that's why Aqib Talib says he will be back. And it's going to shore up the secondary, and it's going to make things a little bit better. So hopefully they don't give up as many yards like they did. But it's hard to slow that Chiefs offense down. They're just so prolific. It's just it's scary. They're scary good. They are scary good. I mean, uh, we saw it. The teams that can outlast them, it's, it's just you got to have a great offense yourself, and hopefully your defense comes up with some plays like the Patriots did, like the Rams did. That's what it takes to beat this team, and we'll see in a couple weeks there if the Chargers can beat the Chiefs. Other than that, I really don't see anything on the Chiefs' schedule, per se, that's going to— That's going to roll them? That's going to roll them. I mean, well, maybe the Raiders? <laughs> yeah, right. So they have to play the divisional. So they go to—basically, they, they go to Oakland, then they're home against the Ravens, then they uh, go to the Chiefs. They're at Seattle. Eh, you know, I mean, it's the Pacific Northwest. It's so tough to say with the, yeah. the NFL. It's like we can do this with college football and we can look yeah. through the schedule. But with the NFL, any of these teams could win, except for the Raiders. <laughs> I don't think the Raiders could win. Even but as, as great Cardinals. as this Kansas City Chiefs, we already know the cream of the crop, definitely in the AFC, is Kansas City, New England, Pittsburgh. Yeah, we know, we know yeah. who the cream of the yeah. crop is. We know. And the NFC, definitely the Saints and the Rams. But, like, the, the, I think this past weekend we saw the Patriots lose to the Titans, which, I mean, like, so anyone could be anyone. And we saw, you know, the Falcons lose to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I guess that's more of an even game. But it, my point is, is, like, from a week-to-week basis, there's going to be one upset that if you go down and pick all the favorites, one of those is going to be wrong. Yeah, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. I mean, these are professional men, and they're, they're out there to win games. And sometimes if you don't take an opponent lightly, they're going to bring it. They are going to bring it, and they're going to beat you. Like this past weekend, the Lions beat the Panthers. The Lions have not been great this season. They right. traded their assets at the trade deadline, yet they still win. I mean, the, the weekend before, Patriots were beaten by the Titans, like I was saying. I mean, it's there's always an upset that you see in the NFL because they are all professional athletes, and the the margin between the teams. Well, take it a couple weeks ago big. when the Chiefs went up against the Broncos. That was a really tight game, and the Chiefs edged them out by a touchdown, thirty to twenty three. So anything can happen. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, no, you're right. Anything can happen in the NFL. But going forward for the Rams, I think that is an interesting kind of dilemma because right now you play, uh, I think you don't, I mean, like it's a game that they should win next week. But then the following week they have well, the, the Sunday night against the Bears. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be the game like that the Rams are going to go into Soldier Field and have to play this Bears team. And another really coach, good. Coach Nagy. Nagy, offensive-minded. Another offensive-minded has really, really made Trubinsky just so successful with the, his offensive game plan to make him 
great. Yeah. They make that offense, you know, smooth and fluid. And you got Khalil Mack, another wrecking ball. And you saw him on display Sunday night. He was just wrecking the game. I mean, really, he just disrupted Kirk Cousins so much. I mean, with all the things that he was doing with the batted balls, the sacks, the interception. I mean, he's just an amazing player. But So after their bye week, the Rams will take on the Lions at Detroit, and they go to Chicago. So, yeah, a couple NFC North opponents. Those are some big games they need to win. And then, then they get the Eagles. And after what the Saints did to the Eagles, ooh, but still, it's no easy match. I mean, the Eagles could be bringing their A game. Because you remember what happened last year here? I think the yeah, Eagles, that was a shootout. Remember the Eagles right now are a team that is banged up. The running back game is is very diminished. Well, last year that was a strong suit. So you could put in three. They have two injuries to, in the running back position that I can think of, and they're running out a guy in mm-hmm. uh, Smallwood. That's their third string at the very beginning of the year possibly four string running back and that is such a big thing and you bring in another wide receiver in um, golden tate and you think things are going to start getting better but they haven't started they haven't clicked at all and they had to go in into a tough new orleans environment and play a tough game and carson wentz i don't know what carson wentz is you know carson wentz is not the same carson wentz that we've seen uh, the Paul, like before he tore his ACL, post ACL, it has not been the same Carson Wentz. And if you're the Eagles going forward, I mean, you have to think about this. Nick Foles won you the Super Bowl. Do, at what point do you say Carson Wentz is not getting it done? We got to go to our backup quarterback who won us a Super Bowl. I, don't, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, as long as he's healthy, you just got to work through these issues. Obviously, they're sitting at four and six, pretty much may not make the playoffs. However, they are in a division where they're only two games out of first place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the Cowboys may be real good right now. but It's like you say, they could just go on a run and win six straight and win a division, and they're right back in the thick of things because they are the defending Super Bowl champs. So when are they going to get back to that Super Bowl caliber play? I mean, are they fat and happy right now? It just seems like they don't. Ha- they're just not as strong as like what the way the Rams are playing. The level the Rams and the Saints are playing, the Chiefs, the Patriots—they're just above everyone else it's, right now. It's tough for me to say with the Eagles because of who's in the first of the division with the Redskins. And, and now they lost their quarterback. And now for the they year. lost their quarterback, and they lost their right and left tackle too. And, and as soon as they That's lost so their hard. left and right tackle for the season, Alex Smith got blown up. And this team is probably going to lose the remainder of their schedule. I can't see them winning with Colt McCoy as their quarterback, and with the backup. Dude, who's the backup? Do you know who the backup of the Redskins is now? They just Mark Sanchez. Him. Mark Sanchez. Yeah. Mr. Butt Fumble. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> I love that. That's the only reason why I brought that up. Was that was that during a playoff game when that happened? I can't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember, but like, it's just he yeah. ran right into the backside. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, he got, he got, uh, that was one of the funniest things. He, he literally got blown up by his own offensive line. <laughs> but I, like, you know, what I'm saying is you're fighting with yeah. Dallas, with the Eagles. You're fighting with Dallas for that position, and you still have to play the Cowboys again. Yeah. So that is another one. I'll put that number three there. 
But the remaining schedule for the Eagles is going to be an interesting kind of a schedule. It's going to be tough. You have to play the Rams. You got to play the Texans, who have been better. And I think the Rams from a year ago are just so much better. <laughs> Even without Cooper Cup, and of the, they dealt with some adversity, but the it's the fact that when you have like great coaching mind like Sean McVay, he's able to next man up and able to make these men successful. That's I, that's the beauty of the game. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it: the Eagles win their division. The Eagles find a way into the playoffs. Are you going to come? Eight and eight. Are you going to come? Yeah, at eight and eight. That's going to win them their division. Unfortunately. Yeah. Are you going to come with me yeah. on this on this bandwagon? I'm driving it. I'm starting the bus. You can get on it if you want. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I could see the Cowboys winning the division. Ugh. But Ugh. I don't see them going far in the playoffs. It's just the. The Super Bowl for the NFC is going to go through either L.A. or New Orleans, and or both. You might have to go to L.A. first, and then New Maybe Orleans. Maybe we get a little shocker, and the Vikings do something. But uh, the Bears though seem to impress me Bears, with yeah. their stellar defense. The Bears are like the Rams last season. They're really good in the regular season, and then I don't think they're going to have the same amount of success in the postseason. This is going to be difficult when you go up to a. a what do you call firepower offense of New Orleans, and you get into a shootout? I don't know if the Bears can hang, especially with the Saints. Saints defense, their rushing defense is number one. Do you believe that? I do. Can believe you believe that. that? I do believe that. What's their passing defense? It's Probably great. terrible. It's not great. Yeah. Well, that's why I think that Thursday night game, when you all have been full of carbs and mashed potatoes and Thanksgiving stuffing and turkey you're gonna be sitting down and watching the football being in the air matt ryan's leading the nfl in passing yards by the way i know (laughs) i know and well it's pretty easy to look at when you have sanu calvin ridley and julio jones those three combo I, i that's a pretty good combination the nfl heating up as always and and, and once again last night's game definitely definitely that was the Monday night football most of the games have been stinking it up this year it's just some bad matchups i mean sunday night football's been kicking their tail but last night i think mexico lost last out. night oh they did they lost out on but it. did you hear the news that the they're going to be back there in 2019 the commissioner had released that statement yesterday say they will play in mexico next year well, they should. with the new they, president elect uh mexico absolutely absolutely you got to make should. sure that field's ready to go that, and they that, should put the yeah. rams and the chiefs that should be on the yeah. schedule every year until both of these yeah, teams unfortunately they only play it. each other once every four years but the super bowl we're going to segue over to uci we got to irvine men's basketball team and let me tell you they're down in the golf coast tournament mm-hmm and then they had a big win yesterday, 65 mm-hmm. to 56. And our transfer, Robert Cartwright, had his career high 17 points, three from four from three. They shot 40% from the field as a team, 31% from three. That's a little low from what they normally do, but their free throw percentage was 74%. There you go. You get up to that 70% free yeah. throw, and you yeah. absolutely will win a bunch of games. But I, I did like how they played. I did actually watch this game. It was at 10.30 in the morning, and I did watch a little bit of the game, and I think that this is such a well-balanced team. So it's 10.30 our time, so it would be, so I guess the game today would be 11 a.m. our time since 2 p.m. the game today is going to start at 2 2 o'clock. Okay, 2 o'clock our time. So they got the early game. You just go to UC Irvine Sports and... 
It's free. Just I click know, on, you stream it, and you can watch them. Man, it's free. You don't have to do anything but show up. <laughs> but they're off to a 5-0 and start, and that's the five first time in a long uh, – it's probably the first time uh, – it's the third time in school history, but so, since two, 2015. I'm kind of just looking at the bracket that's left because right now we're in the well, winner's Well, they're going to play Tulane. Yeah, they're going to play Tulane. With the balance of this UCI team, we are seeing something brand new, and I am inviting you – to come hop on the bus. I already used this analogy because we've been there since the beginning. Since the beginning of this season, we've been saying this is going to be a fun team to watch. And you come down to the brand December 1st and watch them play Utah State. And just let me just say that you won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed at all. Even if we lose, they're such a fun team to watch. Like, I'm not saying that we're going to win out, because that's that's literally impossible in college basketball nowadays. But, but no, I think Coach Russell Turner really has a focus game by game, improving on things that uh, whatever happens in the game, if there's certain you know, lapses that they have uh, of not scoring or, or not making free throws, they work on that. They get better from game to game, and that's what you want to do, improve. And this... What's going on right now is that they played yesterday, they're playing today, they win, they have to play tomorrow. What does that mean if they sweep these three games? It helps prepare them for the three nights in March. The three games in March, that's what it's That's what it's about, getting well, the NCAA tournament. I will throw this out there. If you continue to win, if we get a win against St. Mary's, uh, three games on the schedule where UCI is playing a far superior opponent, and those are the games that the conference schedule teams look at and they go, they beat Texas A&M and St. Mary's and Butler. One of those teams, the, the or, if you get two out of those three wins and you get wins against those teams and you add that third one – Basically, what I'm trying to say is they can go into the Big West tournament with a cushion. With the cushion of knowing that they have a great shot at being the first Big West at-large team to get into the NCAA tournament. And go far. I was yeah. reading the ESPN, yeah. and they had an article of who could yeah. be the next Louisville Chicago. Have you Has your si- sister Jean Bobblehead shown up? And they were making the article of who could be the next Loyola Chicago. And guess what team was on there? UC Irvine? Yes. I love it. Yes. Finally, they're getting some recognition. I bet you I'm because of that you. big win down at Texas A&M. You've been saying it. I've been saying it. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. You it's a fun experience to come down, watch them play. It's an hour and a half long. It's 10 bucks to get in, 10 bucks for parking. I mean, it's just, they're so exciting. But what you don't want to have, let's say this team does go to the NCAA tournament and they have a nice run. The fact that you didn't make it down here at all to watch the progression of this team. They're so exciting to watch this is the way basketball should be played it's a fun it's a beautiful brand of basketball it's exciting up and down yes there's definitely some scoring they could definitely put points on the board there's good defense there's always something exciting going on 